0: We use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first.
1: Second warning we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously.
0: We're having a party and you're all invited.
1: Murder party. Murder
0: party. Murder party. <laughs> Come alone. <laughs>
1: So today we are reviewing Murder Party, obviously, which is a movie about a guy who finds an invitation on the sidewalk while he's walking down the street.
0: And immediately decides it's for him.
1: And, and it has no name on it or anything. It's, it, it literally says, you're invited to a murder party. It tells where and when, and it says, come alone. And he's like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun.
0: And my first note is, if you accept a come-alone invite to a murder party, you get what you deserve.
1: Which is also what the people who sent the invitation or left the invitation believed. Yeah. They were stunned when he showed up at the door. I they were that like, was awesome. <laughs> what? You came?
0: They're all sitting around bored, like on their phones, and he walks in the door and they're like, what what somebody's somebody came in
1: that worked <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty ridiculous very quickly after entering the murder party, he ends up tied up on a chair
0: mm-hmm. not murdered, which is nice
1: as they discuss the many different <laughs> very Artistic ways that they could murder him.
0: Yeah, I did not know this movie was like this, but it's a bunch of like uh, wannabe artists. I mean, I guess technically they're artists. If you make art, you're an artist. It's fine. (laughs) But they're not professionals. They're not making a bunch of money. They all want to get some grant money from this guy who's a member of their group called Alexander, who claims to have a whole bunch of money and grant money and that he's going to give it to whichever one of them, I guess, comes up with the most artistic way to kill this
1: guy. Right. Ways included things such as staple a pancake to his <laughs> face and throw him in front of a train.
0: Yes, which what a great idea. Definitely.
1: I mean, doesn't that, you know, present a message for the the <laughs> art viewers of the world to appreciate? It does for sure. Let's talk a little bit about this guy who went to this party. Did we ever find out his name?
0: Yes we got his name but i don't remember it which is very appropriate to the character
1: it is very appropriate i simply referred to him as dumb guy throughout oh, all of my notes i was
0: going to call him our hero but
1: whatever <laughs> same difference
0: <laughs> they're all really dumb though
1: <laughs> they really are but i mean this guy was the dumbest anyway our hero let's talk a little bit about him
0: one thing about him is he has a little cat named sir lancelot that is the alpha in the relationship.
1: Well, so here's the thing. The whole movie, by the, by the time it got to the end <laughs> and he had his second interaction with Sir Lancelot, I was like, "Oh, here is the meaning. Here is the whole purpose behind this movie." Like is we it? just figured out what they're trying to say. Because at the beginning, he politely asks Sir Lancelot to leave his chair. Sir Lancelot stares at him That's without a great blinking. Scene. <laughs> And it basically, curls his paw once. Right. And basically, <laughs> our hero decides, well, I guess I'll just go to the party since I can't sit in my chair.
0: <laughs> I guess. Was that actually his reasoning? I thought he just sat somewhere else.
1: No, he never sat down. That was the only chair in his apartment. Yeah. Because he's oh. the kind of guy who owns like a box with a TV on it, and one chair. Like, that was basically all he had. And then, like, one kind of rickety table in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Also, he's the kind of guy who, while watching horror movies on Halloween, chooses to eat a bowl full of candy corn instead of bowl full of popcorn, as if they're interchangeable in some way. They're both corn, solely. So anyway, by the end, when he comes back and Sir Lancelot is in his chair, this is like the morning the next he day. Spoilers, he survives
0: the murder party.
1: They all know that we have spoilers. <laughs> he comes back the next morning and Sir Lancelot is in his chair and he, again, politely asks Sir Lancelot to leave. Mm-hmm. And Sir Lancelot stares at him briefly and then gets up and moves out of his way. Our hero mm. has become a more confident individual <laughs> throughout his adventures. More confident. Yes. Like he presented, even in watching the exchange, I was like, oh, that cat's going to move this time. Like he had some purpose behind yeah. his request. It was it was interesting and that was what that was the point. I was like, "Oh, here's this is what this movie is about." Just enough
0: that after about 10 seconds of staring at him, the cat got up and yes. walked away.
1: Yes. Yes. But you not, know, not I an mean, immediate it was a cat. response,
0: but yeah, Cats cat.
1: cats are tricky. So what is it that turns our our milk toast? I'll pick up A random invitation off the street kind of person because he's so desperate for friends. (laughs) What is it that turned him into someone who can request that a cat leave his chair?
0: I mean, it could be chainsawing someone in the face. It could be learning so much through drug-fueled artistic discussion.
1: Could be. Could be. It could be the um, truth serum they applied right. they applied to him it could be the fact that he had to run across several different rooftops i think it was about 10 blocks because at one point early on she was wow. like cicero's party is just 10 blocks away oh, I and then he ran that. from the place where he was tied up to cicero's party via rooftop yeah yeah <clears throat> there were so many things that happened to him
0: what about being splashed with acid all over his body <laughs>
1: Acid that turned out to be vinegar.
0: Acetic acid, yes.
1: Yes, yes. That was funny. So I sort of thought there was going to be like a um, karmic revenge sort of thing happening through this whole thing. Uh-huh. And I'm not entirely sure that there wasn't. I just feel like maybe it was subtle enough I didn't pick up on well, all it. Well, I
0: think a, a significant part of this, I mean, this movie feels like... This is a very unique movie. Yes. It feels like a kind of like a Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Smith kind of movie where it's, mm-hmm. yes, the plot is that this guy is at a party where he's going to be murdered, but really all we're watching is weird people acting weird and let's experience that and how they all interact.
1: And largely the the importance of the movie is presented in these people sitting around having random yeah. seemingly random conversation like the the just nonsense stuff that they're saying to each other is the importance it reminds me there was a there was a part where they were all truth serumed up and they were like saying <laughs> random things and it sort of reminded me of this scene in stand by me where they're oh, out in the woods and sure. you know they have their little bonfire and they're all you know, asking those really important questions about the universe, like Pluto's a dog, what is goofy? You know, that sort of thing.
0: Important.
1: But but much like in a Kevin Smith or a Quentin Tarantino film, those random thoughts that people bring to a conversation were the important part.
0: Yeah, I think so. And we get to, it's almost like the whole, you know, there's the beginning of the movie that sets it up. And then there's the whole middle of the movie, which is most of it, which is that kind of back and forth, just chatting. And then there's this short ending part, not real short, but 15 minutes or so of just insane violence where Mm -hmm. everyone ends up dead except him. (laughs) So it's uh, interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a word for it. (laughs) I sort of think throughout the whole thing there was this question of what is art, right? Yeah. And I sort of think they were they were trying to answer that question while also making a movie <laughs> that asks the question is this art?
0: Yeah, I was looking at, you know, stuff on IMDB and reviews and stuff, and someone brought up the idea, so I can't claim it for myself, that this movie, which is not super artistic, like it's it's definitely made by artistic people, mm-hmm. but it's <clears throat> lightweight and silly and crazy, is poking fun at pretentious artists, which it clearly is. It's full yes. of people who think their art is great and they're ridiculous.
1: Not even just these people who have not broken into the art scene and are, you know, are yeah. just coming up with ridiculous things, but at the end Cicero who's having this Cool party
0: uh-huh, the big art show
1: is an artist who is just as like he's recognized he's famous, but he is just as full of nonsense as they are. Mm-hmm. and he's just as pretentious and ridiculous,
0: yeah, so I mean, is that what this is, or subversively is it also an art piece about something? And yeah, it totally is there there's something there,
1: oh yeah, it definitely I think it works on both levels. and I think I think that the guy who did this movie is that kind of person. Like, he is someone who is both artistic and recognizes how insufferable artists can so often be. Because... He's the same guy who did the Green Room, Room, which we reviewed either last year or the year before, maybe the year before, because I think it was a a written review, which we really enjoyed. I don't know, enjoyed is a difficult (laughs) word for that. It was it was good. We rated it highly. It was artistic. It was very artistic (laughs) and hard to watch. So I mean, I think he he has proven that he can do artistic things. So I believe that there is, you know, I see this as an artistic movie. Also making fun of artists.
0: Yes. And speaking of high art. (laughs) Yes. This movie has a lot in common with a movie we watched earlier this month called Anna. And much like that movie... This is made by, I don't know if this is literally a film school project. I kind (laughs) of think it might not be. It's a little after that. It's basically made by the people who are the characters in this movie. Like, you know, artistic young people who got together and decided they were going to make a movie. I don't know, you know, whether for school (laughs) or for fun or for money or whatever.
1: Wait, do you know this? Are you saying that you read this or are you saying this is your guess based on what it looks like?
0: I have some information, rough info. I know it was a super super cheap movie i couldn't get that actual numbers but it looked like <clears throat> they basically spent 50 bucks total <laughs> and they
1: were squatting in that in yes. that uh
0: warehouse Warehouse. like the people who were acting in it were also you know the editors and sound and Mm -hmm. director and everything so you know it's just the same idea it's this group of people group of friends getting together and doing this artistic thing and there's just like a difference there too but i'm not quite sure what the difference is between this movie and anna it's subtle
1: is it that this one was good and anna was terrible
0: That might be part of it, yeah.
1: (laughs) Is it that the people who made this movie had a clue what they were doing (laughs) and the people who made Anna did not have a clue? It is interesting to see
0: (laughs) the difference, though, don't you
1: think? I mean, that's the thing. Like, It is possible to make something that people want to see with almost no resources. Yeah, If you have the skill to do it, if you can tell a story, and this tells a story yes, in a way that you want to watch. And Anna was (laughs) trying to tell something sort of like a story, but...
0: Yeah. I mean, this one was so... It was so bizarre. And like, I mean, you could tell it was the product of somebody really thinking something out versus Anna, where they were like, we've seen horror movies, let's make a horror movie like that. Right. And, you know, this movie was somebody's ideas, possibly multiple people, but, you know, getting high and having a discussion, like they came up with something.
1: I love when when people come up with a thing, and this happens in movies or TV shows or, you know, any kind of storytelling medium, books it happens in a lot, where the writer comes up with something that's so relatable like a line or something that's so relatable like you you hear it and you're like absolutely like everybody it just Uh resonates like that is the truth and yet is also something that no one else has ever put (laughs) in a story like that like i can't think of an example but that ability to see real life and and the commonplace and point it out in a way that everybody else is like oh yeah why didn't i notice that or at least that's how i feel i'm like that's absolutely 100% true. And I can't believe I've never had that thought before. Mm-hmm. There were definitely times in their conversations in this movie where that happened. Yeah, they were, they were putting
0: all their little ideas in there.
1: And somehow that's so different from people who are telling a commonplace story with you know, this is where cliches coming, come from, is that it's something that everybody will recognize, but it's yeah. because everybody's already had that thought.
0: Yeah. And we've seen it a hundred times before from other people.
1: Right. I don't know. That is one of those skills I'm envious of. Like, when I come up with figurative language in my own writing, I know that I tend to fall on the cliche side. Sure. Everybody and ev- does. Right? And then every once in a while, I'll come up with something that works and then I'm like, oh, that sort of feels new. That's exciting. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. That's what this felt like very much original ideas. Mm-hmm. There was an element to it where, I mean, this kind of gives me the film school idea that there were parts of it where you couldn't really follow what was going on very well. Like mm-hmm. he'd be running down a hall and it's almost like, like he turns around at the end of the hall and goes back the way he came and he's somewhere completely different. And you're like, that doesn't... The geography of what's happening Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. Stuff like that would happen a lot. And it definitely felt like I think this was very early in this guy's career. And I think these people were learning how to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. But they already had artistic skill. Right. Which some other people may not have already had. Yeah. huh. Speaking of art again, can I I talk about my favorite scene? I wrote
1: the word art multiple times in my notes where I'd just make a note Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, Art or art or art? You have to ask
0: Art Decider on Twitter about that.
1: Yes, that's sort of what it felt like. Like, huh, I wonder, does this count?
0: But something that was definitely art was my absolute favorite scene in the whole movie. He's He runs and hides in a closet. All the bad guys have caught up and they're standing outside the closet. They know he's in there. He's trapped. You know, he turns on the light, realizes it's, it's a closet and can't get out. And so there's this scene where he looks around at all the items in the closet. And, like, you can tell, like, oh, there's a fire extinguisher that could do something. And there's this and there's that. And he's considering them all. And then it cuts to he opens the door with a handful of all this crap and just sort of throws it on the floor in front of them (laughs) and runs off. (laughs) That's that's this character. That's how smart he is. Yeah. I loved Uh, it.
1: There were multiple times while we watched this movie that I had to ask out loud, how is he still alive? Not and I didn't mean how is he still alive because these people are trying to kill him because they were totally inept at killing him.
0: That was part of the fun.
1: How is he still alive after this many years of being in the world? Because he was the kind of guy where like he would slip and fall in the shower and uh-huh. and you know die that way or he'd he'd like trip in front of a bus or like I don't know how he managed to keep himself alive or this long. Or accept
0: an invite to a murder party.
1: Or, exactly. <laughs> like, he just, he was just kind of floating his way through the world.
0: Yeah. Well, and his whole trip to the murder party was all that. Like, he was walking through these dark alleys and, like, oblivious. and
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: He was yes. dumb. But it was oh. fun how stupid everyone else was. All the people who wanted to kill him, one accidentally killed herself by eating raisins, which make her dizzy.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. So he makes, he's going to this murder party <laughs> yeah, right. that he has not been personally invited to. He goes home and makes a pumpkin bread out of his pumpkin that was on the front step that somebody smashed. So he turned sure. it into pumpkin bread Let's with raisins do. in it. And, yeah, one of the girls, she's like, no, it's okay. I'm allergic, but I just get a little bit dizzy. And then she falls off the chair and smashes her head on something. Yeah. Oh, like that is that is exactly how this whole movie went.
0: And it did. When that happened, you kind of got the idea that, oh, he's going to end up murdering sarcasm quotes right everyone at this party and he doesn't but they do all end up dead except for him
1: (laughs) right and a lot of you know they kind of kill each other and you know one of them well william who at first is very quiet and like you sort of think maybe he's like doesn't really want to be there or that he's has no interest in killing anybody or whatever he was doing some painting through like the first half of the movie he catches his friends making fun of his painting and then like just decides everyone must die. And like he, for the Lose rest of the movie, it. he is the one taking everybody out one by one.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes a little nuts.
1: Yeah. And and so in order to survive, our hero does have to intentionally kill him. Yes. But that's it. That's the only person he kills on purpose.
0: Yeah. And I think it's William who has the only line I wrote down, which was they, um, you know, they were going to kill him. They tied him up and were thinking about it. And they're like discussing what they're going to do. And they're like, oh, well, we, somebody, I guess, said they could like, you know, just beat him with a bat and throw right. him out in the street or something. And he's like, I didn't sign up for a second degree assault party.
1: <laughs> I wrote that line down too. <laughs> uh-huh. So, okay, I guess there was a clue at the beginning that he was on board. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, he wanted a murder <laughs> party. I mean, who doesn't?
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of the most relatable parts of the whole thing were after they have, like, they're, they've they all gathered together because a, com- a couple of them showed up later. And they're, again, still ca- trying to decide, like, what's the most artistic way to kill this guy? And finally, Alexander, the one with the grant money, supposedly, finally, he just is like, okay, we're, we're just going to all stab him until he dies at the witching hour. So then yes. they have to wait until the witching hour. <laughs> sure. So they decide they're going to get some food. And there's like five minutes of discussion (laughs) where they're all throwing out different kinds of food and countering with, you know, why they don't want that or why they can't Uh eat that. And then finally, Alexander's like, fine, pizza. And then immediately they start talking about what they should have on their (laughs) pizza. I'm like, that's the most relatable thing in the whole movie to me, (laughs) because that is basically every discussion we've ever had about food.
0: And I like when movies aren't afraid of that. Like, you know, a lot of movies will just be exposition and Mm -hmm. only what you need to hear. And it's the side conversations that are absurd that bring in real life and that are fun and hilarious.
1: And are a great opportunity for character development. Right. Because each person is you know like there was the girl who really like she kept saying how it didn't matter and she wasn't hungry anyway <laughs> but then she had a reason why everyone else's ideas were always bad like yeah. like that was her her personality and you know it's a great way those side sort of meaningless not don't really move the plot forward conversations are great ways to to really flesh out your characters and make them feel like real people. Just like our hero had Sir Lancelot the Cat at home,
0: mm-hmm. our
1: villain, Alexander, has a dog that he brings to the murder party named Hellhammer.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a normal dog name.
1: Right. And unlike most horror movies, Hellhammer does not die in the end, right? No,
0: I don't think so. Although I wouldn't be surprised if he died from all the drugs he ingested, but...
1: Well, that's possible, but we don't see that. Like he, no. he escapes, he he runs off, I assume at some point, sometime after eating the face off of Alexander. <laughs> yes,
0: because he's high on drugs. Because he's high
1: on drugs. Uh, yeah, Crank. Crank. Yeah. Alexander had his drug guy bring a, a bag full of Crank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I kind of, I liked Hell Han- Hammer for some reason. Like I, I thought he was very cute. He was wearing a little skeleton costume. He was
0: really cute.
1: And my only other thought is the exact opposite of that. In that, whereas Hellhammer was super cute and adorable, now at the very end of the movie, we're we're at like the most gory, horrific uh-huh. scene of the whole movie. Right, William comes with his axe and like axes up all of these people who were all painted up and and put in a room for the art installation. Like yeah. they were part of the art, as indicated by a sign on the wall that just said. <laughs> art (laughs) question (laughs) mark yes (laughs) um so he comes in and he like you know he's like everybody must die and he axe murders everybody of course our hero is still in the corner he's the one person who manages not to die lucky and he manages to get hold of an uh, electric chainsaw takes out william to save himself and then leaves the room
0: he doesn't then leave the room. He then grabs a pumpkin and slaps it down on William's head to make him into art.
1: He does. That's true. His his head that's been all chainsawed. Okay. So yes, he pumpkins William's <laughs> head. Then he leaves the room and he like opens the door, goes out. And then we see like these three very snooty looking <laughs> art critics, art viewers, I don't know what they were, kind of ease their way into the doorway. And one of them looks at the carnage of the room, like it's just blood splattered everywhere, just bodies everywhere and says, "Ah, oh, yes, still life as performance art. <laughs> and like, our hero is running around trying to find a phone so he can call 911. And he's like, it's not art, it's real. <laughs> but nobody is hearing him. Because all they see is the art, which seems like, again, kind of like what the whole movie is trying to say. But it's in a yeah. way that is much too artistic and smart for me to fully grasp, I think.
0: Yeah, that's the vibe I got. Like, this is a collegey kind of thing in every way. Like, this is for smart people. It's by <laughs> smart people, but they're young and brash and... Fighting the man, all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. The kind of art that thinks stapling pancake to somebody's face <laughs> is art. Which huh.
0: I think that's easy to understand is art.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ratings. I, I'm struggling to decide how I want to rate this movie, actually. There are so many different ways to look at it. And they're so, like, they, they counter each other so much. Like... The low budget quality of it, it was still well done. It was just well done within obvious resource restraints, right? It was
0: cheap and dirty. Yeah, which
1: I kind of like that. So, I mean, I guess that's not really, that wouldn't take away too many points for me. I liked the way it was written, even though I know it wouldn't appeal to a lot of people. Like yeah. like that that Kevin Smith style dialogue is something that I've always enjoyed, but I know feels, I don't know, draggy to a lot of people, I think.
0: Yeah, they want to get to the action, but it, the conversation is the action.
1: Right, right. The
0: action is a distraction.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's kind of the opposite of what, what I try to remember when I'm writing, which is everything should do... At least two things, you know, every, every sentence you write should be doing two things, it should be, you know, developing character and developing setting, or it should be moving the plot along and developing character, like it should uh-huh. always be multitasking, right? in this movie, it was kind of rebelling against that idea. On the other hand, it was far enough into that sort of pretentious artistry that it like left me feeling like I was too dumb to understand it.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, I also recognized that it was making fun of that. So then, I don't know, it leaves me in a very uncomfortable position, which I'm sure is exactly what they were trying to do.
0: They gotcha.
1: Right? Oh, you just um... got arted. <laughs> okay. I am going to have to rate this movie a three and a half. Because when I think about giving it a three, I think that's way too low. It deserves more than that. When I think about giving it a four, I don't feel like I really liked it like I like the other movies I've given fours to. It probably deserves a four, but for some reason, I'm resistant to giving it to it.
0: I have heard recently on a podcast I listened to. The three and a half is a horrible trash rating and that any movie that gets it should be burned and never seen again by anyone. So that's a shocking thing to hear, but okay.
1: I feel like those were not the exact words that I used. I'll
0: have to go back and listen to the podcast again. We'll see.
1: I am going to give it a three and a half. And I am sorry, dear, dear listeners, but I don't even really have a good reason for a three and a half. (laughs) It's just the only number I can think of that doesn't make me feel like I'm picking the wrong number. So Uh. I don't know. I don't know. I've never had this much trouble scoring a movie before.
0: I understand that. I've never seen a movie like this before.
1: So, okay. So I'm doing three and a half pink panty droppers out of five. (laughs) And that's it. I do think people should watch it.
0: Okay. Are you done
1: now? I think so.
0: I enjoyed this movie a lot. It was tons of fun. But like you said, it was not perfect. It was, I want to say poorly made, but it wasn't poorly made. It was just not super well-crafted. Just, you know, it was rough-edged art is Mm -hmm. what it was. And anyway, it was a ton of fun. The only part that really, I think, actually let it down for me in a meaningful way was at the end, after all the murdering, there's a really long sequence, maybe five minutes, which basically amounts to, if you boil it down... He walks home and gets to his cat for the final cat scene. (laughs) And that's a long time of just sort of padding it out. Like there's not anything there. It's supposed to, you know, be kind of giving you the mood of it, but that felt really unnecessary and long. And we could have just even jumped straight to the cat meeting for that. But that's the only part that actually bothered me. And a lot of other parts were really primo stuff. So for me, this movie is going to get. Four and a half pink panty droppers out of five. Okay. Yeah. You know what?
1: What? I think I have to change my score.
0: Are you just going to copy me? Is that the plan?
1: <laughs> no, I was looking at my notes while you were doing your rating and there's so many things I loved about it. He, you know, rides the conveyor belt up to escape <laughs> and then switches it when when William starts to ride the conveyor up to chase him and switches it so it goes backwards. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. What other things did I know that I see? Like, as he's escaping from this guy, his watch beeps to remind <laughs> him to take his meds. And he does. He well, stops to take his meds. And
0: even just the way he was hiding when his watch beeps. Oh, he was just laying in that just ditch.
1: Like, right? He just, like, gets right up close to an edge and, like, lays down flat. Like <laughs>
0: He really tries to squeeze himself Oh, small. And it would have worked
1: if not for his watch. Yeah. And just... So many little things throughout the whole movie that were just too much fun, like just too much fun. So I am going to change mine from three and a half to four pink panty droppers out of five.
0: Well, I can't complain about that, so okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> huh. Oh yeah, I this was quite the movie.
0: Well, hopefully tomorrow we will have an easier time with our movie, and we will figure it out like that.
1: Yeah, and one note for anybody who's listening to this and thinking, "Oh, maybe I should watch that." It sounds like a movie I could handle. <laughs> like you don't, you. you it's you gory. don't. It's <laughs> like one of the guys is wearing a, a werewolf mask. Oh yeah, and it starts on fire because he tries to light a cigarette with a mask on his face, a furry mask on his face, and his like skin all gets burned off and the mask sort of gets burned into him and it's it's terrible he runs around like that for like half the movie
0: it's artistic he becomes a werewolf
1: he does oh it's terrible
0: yeah it's pretty gross
1: all right we'll be back again tomorrow hopefully with something i can actually rate
0: but hopefully something just as fun
1: To change my score. Can I start my rating over?